Hi, I'm Caleb. And the last thing I prayed for was for Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and get Donald Trump out of office. And I don't think it happened. Hi, I'm Shelby. And the last thing I prayed for is for berries to be cheaper at the grocery store. Hi, I'm Caleb. And I am so happy to reveal that I have stock in Driscoll and not a small amount. I want to talk about how badly I want this fucking week to be over so that I can be next week so that we can have a new president, we can get our $2,000 stimulus checks, we can have our student loans erased, we don't have don't to have live in fear of anti-Semitism. I'm just saying in general for the economy. I think we're probably <laughs> generally going to live in fear of anti-Semitism until the end of time, to be perfectly honest, but <laughs> a girl can dream. What's going on? How are you? Are you okay? Surviving? Thriving? Yes, I'm okay. I'm doing well, actually considering everything going on in the world. I just feel like my life right now revolves around tracking shipping. And for an anxious Jew, there's nothing worse. I just ordered a new bed frame. It was on back order. It's going to be a month. And I'm like, I can't wait for that. I can't live like this. There's so many uncertainties in the world. I need to know that my bed is arriving within a certain time period. So you can imagine how hard these past few weeks have been for me. Dude, the mail is absolutely fucked. I... Sent, well, I mean, not to mention my Thrive Cosmetics disaster, which um, for anyone who listened to the Jamie, the Jamie Greenberg episode, I wound up ordering Thrive Cosmetics mascara per her request. And long story short, three months, or not three months, please. How long has it been? Probably two feels months like had three passed. Months. And I, feels like three. Two months had passed and I didn't get the order. So I reached out to her to get a refund. They gave me a refund, which was great. And then the mascara the next day after I got a refund got to my mom's house. Um, but I'm no longer at my mom's house. So I said, mom, enjoy the mascara. Damn. I wish that you could buy that at Sephora or something. Like you could have a curbside situation. A curbside situation. <laughs> it's supposed to be very good mascara. I mean, I'll let you know if I ever reorder and I ever yeah. get it. Um, but I also sold Curvy. something on eBay. Like two weeks ago, I sold a pair of old sunglasses and I shipped them out with priority shipping and the buyer still hasn't gotten it. So the buyer has asked me for a refund. And the answer is no, you can't, you can't have a refund until, you know, we really figure out if those glasses are going to get there. So stay tuned on that one as well. I'm sure it's only a matter of time. That brings us to our guests this week, Caleb and Shelby. They are roommates. They're comedians. Whoa. Why did I say comedians like that? They're comedians. <laughs> They're writers. One of them is a Jew. Caleb is a Christian. An aspiring Jew. Aspiring Jew. <laughs> I thought Not to be they... confused with perspiring Jew, which I am. Hey. I don't know. I thought I, th- I always think it's funny to talk to roommates and people who like work together and live together. I have nothing but respect for those types of people. I could never do that. And it's it really seems same. like for the most part, they're thriving and surviving. It's a it's a tough time during COVID to survive, let alone thrive. So cheers to mm-hmm. them. Um, and cheers without further them. ado, here's Caleb and Shelby. Talk with Caleb and Shelby. God, we're good. Just kidding. Hey there. Hey there. Hey guys. Hey everyone. Uh, we're JC and Jessica, and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Caleb Heron and Shelby Wolstein. Caleb is a comedian, writer, performer, and his viral Twitter videos helped him land a spot on Variety's 10 Comedians to Watch. Go, Caleb. Shelby is also a comedian and a writer, and unlike Caleb, she's Jewish. So together, they're roommates who also host the podcast Keeping Records, which we're super excited about. Um, so guys, welcome to the pod. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Shelby wins the introductions because she's Jewish, yeah. which is the only thing I want. And it is a competition. <laughs> and the only thing clear. he can't have. <laughs> the only thing money can't buy, being Jewish. I mean, you could convert. No. No. We won't no. Allow it. Oh, okay. People, you can, but you know, everybody I've talked to is like, eh, 
if you want to, go for it, but we won't acknowledge. <laughs> Wait, really? That makes me so upset. <laughs> He's lying to you. They hate <laughs> no me. They hate that. the kid. He's lying to you. People are constantly being like, oh, just like assume yourself Jewish. You know what? You could do that. I've never told the story on the podcast, but I do think it's important to <gasps> take the mic, if you will. Drama. I know someone who married a Jewish man, raised Jewish children. Everyone was under the impression that she converted in the temple. She acts like she's Jewish. She speaks Yiddish or like uses Yiddish words. Not Jewish, has not converted. It's kind of like common law marriage. Once you're doing it for long enough, you're Jewish. Yeah, by association, I think. It's anyway. more of a lifestyle. Caleb, it's just like show laws. up to a break fast and you're fine. I'm always showing up to stuff, <laughs> Jewish events, and yelling, let me in. And people don't like it, but I just want to be part of stuff, you know? It's because he says, let me in with a really menacing energy. Yeah. We beg him to just be cooler very, about it. Just like, don't have divok energy. energy and you're fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop yelling. People say, stop yelling. But we love like, yelling. This is actually this a silent is... prayer. Mm-hmm. Yelling and interrupting. That was on brand for me. This whole podcast is yelling and interrupting. Um, so, where are you both right now? We're across from each other at a table in okay, los good. angeles california in the united states of america drop your address on the pod real quick so everyone knows <laughs> absolutely i almost did what's wrong with me like you said that and i was like no problem we'll give our old one 11035 <laughs> you just moved right what happened yeah. what was wrong with the old place well oh. there was murders being yeah there were look <laughs> so we moved to la in june we moved into a two-bedroom apartment from? that our friends... Oh, Chicago. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were both in Chicago. Okay. That's where we met. And... Fell in love. And fell so deep in love, it's romantic and sick. <laughs> and if I had my way, it would be illegal. But it's not yet. And <laughs> we moved here. Our friends toured an apartment for us on FaceTime. We signed it. Um, came in June. It was fine. Apartment was fine. Apartment was fine. Apartment, they said in their tour, they were like, not great lighting. And we were like... <laughs> the pictures look like there's pretty good lighting. Yeah. But they were actually uh, right. The lighting was really bad. It was dark all the time. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like living in a cave. It's depressing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the murders started. <laughs> Let me just tell you, the best part of that apartment was the roof. And when you start saying things like that, you know you're in trouble. Then, you know, what is it? I want to say 4 a.m. 4 a.m. You start hearing. You start hearing. The sort of screams that you can't. You can't. Blood curdling. You can't. I could never imitate the screams that we heard. I could. I have, act, I have acting background, and I could never do the scream that we heard because you need to be being murdered to scream like that. You would hear, <laughs> and then you would hear thuds on the floor, and like, then I'm just convinced. dragging across the ground, walls banging, and we were like, okay, like the body's being disposed of, and then and ten we minutes will never of silence, and then someone yelling, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah. and like, mm. <laughs> so then we were kind of like. Huh. But we actually didn't move because of that. We were kind of okay with that. It happened a few different times. <laughs> we just moved because we wanted another. Well, the price was right. more space. Yeah, the rent was good, so we were cool. That's a that's actually just like a fun story. We didn't move because of that at all. We were fine living next to murder. Did you break your yeah. lease? Yeah. Well, boy, wasn't this a story? So then we were like, <laughs> "This is a real estate podcast the place? now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk about moving to LA on the spot. We asked them if we could please sublease. And we had a friend moving to LA. We were we had it all planned out. It's good that you said please. <laughs> I feel like that's helpful. We, we, we really said please. said please. We said please. We said it's a bad name. We've been good tenants. I mean, and PAC Properties said absolutely not. So we had to pay to get out of the lease. Ugh. Then we had to move. It was a whole thing. But now we live in a different house. In a, <laughs> the people around us are nicer. No one's doing killing over here. We don't think. We can't prove. There Not might yet. be some other stuff going on. A lot <laughs> yeah. of ice cream trucks. We've got a lot of ice cream trucks around here. And Oh, you must so live in so. my neighborhood because my in L.A., when I usually am in L.A., um, there's, there's just so many ice cream trucks. And, like, the sides are all, like, worn out. You can't really tell what they sell. But, like, there's a SpongeBob yeah. pop, definitely, and that's, like, probably it. Yeah. A lot of, like, children's music that becomes menacing when you hear it so often. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, there's no way that many ice cream trucks run the same route. And then you start to think. Maybe they're not selling just Maybe ice they're not cream. selling ice cream. <laughs> you know, it starts to become that situation. So no killing, but maybe something else. Drugs. They're selling drugs. Where there's drugs, there's usually killing, but I don't know that for sure. It depends on the types of drugs. I think that's important to note. I think, yeah, your listeners should know that when there's <laughs> drugs, there's also killing. Stay away from drugs. Stay in school. And that's a fact. Well, 
when where there's drugs, the thing that's usually getting killed is whoever's using its future. You're killing your future when you do <laughs> yes, drugs. Dare just stay away from drugs. You Guys. smoke weed, you drink alcohol, <laughs> you're killing your future. I've always said a sober life is a happy life. Mm-hmm. A sober life is a righteous life. Are Go you ahead. both sober? No. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed with sobriety advice from two people that are not sober. I actually am Caleb's sober. sober, but yeah. I'm are you? Not. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, it's not for any reason. I'm not like a sober person who knows the day they got sober. Mm, um, that's I'll very take a shot every like three months at a celebration or something, you know. But I just largely don't drink. Studio Eleven, several shows. I took shots with people. That's awesome. Shelby's giving me a look. <laughs> Anyway, I mostly do not drink. I respect But he's that. constantly talking about trying one drug and it being a really hard one. I do think it would be cool if I was somebody who did heroin. You know, I <laughs> think that would be fun. The thing about heroin is if you do it once, it's hard not to do it twice. Yeah. yeah. My family's kind of always talking about like, okay, the world's ending. Like, what are you all going to do in the last day? And my older brother and I are like, well, we'll do heroin. And my mom keeps being like, well, whatever we do, we're doing it together. So we're all doing it. <laughs> That's Which very like, Jewish mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I want us to be together. So if you guys are doing heroin, then the family's doing heroin. <laughs> it's like the grandpa and Little Miss Sunshine. I mean, it makes sense. It's like one of those things that even you can watch millions of people describe the, their experience to you and you're still having absolutely no idea like what that sensation must be. Speaking of heroin, where are you both from originally? <laughs> <laughs> the heroin capital of the world, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. For me, not for Caleb. Is that true? Heroin capital of the world? I don't think it's the capital of the world, but they do have kind of a, a problem. Heroin problem. I think the capital, <laughs> the heroin capital is somewhere in Oregon, actually. Okay, um, yeah. It's not great in Cleveland, I'll say that. Oh, yeah, no. Well, it's not great anywhere. You know, it's... <laughs> it's heroin. <laughs> I'm sure sometimes it's, like, good heroin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shelby's from Cleveland, and I'm from Missouri. Oh, where in Missouri? Chillicothe, Missouri. Shout out if any of you guys know about it. It's not close to St. Louis at all. It's uh, closer to Kansas City, but still an hour and a half mm-hmm. north of there. So it's close to nothing is the point. <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> I love this song. Growing up in the middle of nowhere. Turn it up. <laughs> so what was your barbecue of choice? Like Kansas City, St. Louis, elsewhere? Well, here's here's the deal. St. Louis is constantly trying to make itself um as good of a city as Kansas City. It's just not true. Mm. Kansas City has the better scene, the better food, the more it's the more interesting place. St. Louis has the arch which sucks, it's visually boring. <laughs> Their food sucks. Toasted ravioli sucks. Okay, yeah, it does suck. Good. It tastes like cat food. Like why is yeah. the toasted ravioli taste like true like meow mix? It's awful. Ye- meow mix in a pouch and then they do, you know, the paper thin pizza with the shitty cheese that mm-hmm. only they have. It's no one cares. St. Louis can't, they want what Kansas City has. Incredible barbecue, great city, fountains, which are cool to look at, the arches. And so Kansas City. I have to agree. Having been to neither city, I fully agree with you. Thank you. And that's the attitude everyone should be bringing (laughs) to my opinions about Missouri. So you guys met in Chicago. I assume it was like comedy related or did you just like meet on the street? Like, what's the deal? Do you want to tell? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell the story or should I? Um, I guess you have to. I met you at your show. I th- I thought that's where we met, but I was like, what if I'm wrong? No, Caleb came it. to see my show because he was friends with the girl who was in it. I didn't know Shelby. And I actually wasn't excited to meet her. The girl that we were both friends with, uh, are still friends with. I also, I said the girl because you did. Her name's Gabby. We can say Gabby. <laughs> that's so Shout true. Out we Gabby. can say Gabby. <laughs> Shout out to Gabby. Uh, Gabby's like, Gabby with her name. Gabby was like, I'm in a show with this girl. And I was like, okay, I'll come because you're in it. And Did Gabby talk shit? On you? Yeah. No. Nice. She was excited about the show, but <laughs> okay. was excited for me to meet you. And I was like, I don't like when people tell me who I'm going to be friends with. <laughs> but then I met you and you were cool. You know, so we <laughs> yeah. became friends that way. And then we started running a show together. And then uh, the rest was kind of history. Do you know what I mean, though? When someone's like, when someone's like, you have to meet my friend Roderick. Well, it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of pressure to actually really like them. It's yeah, not just meeting like, them and being like, me. okay, it's like, now I have to know, like, know them. <laughs> yeah, and it's also an investment. It's so awkward, though, if like you get set up to be friends with someone through a friend and then you wind up becoming better friends mm-hmm. with that Ooh. extra person. Because that always happens to me, weirdly. 
I don't know. <laughs> which wait, which person are you in that scenario? Yeah, you're names. the one. You're the one. That, I'm the friend stealer. Oh, I'm like, the setter. I thought you were going to say I'm the one who's setting friends up, and then they're just no. That's exactly why I no, don't me. set friends up because I'm afraid that'll happen. <laughs> oh, no. I, you guys, I literally texted my friend today, and I said I gave him my other friend's number because I'm trying to get them to live in the same building, which that's on me. And I said you are not allowed <laughs> to become best friends. I won't allow it. And ultimately, he's not moving into that building because it's out of his price range. And I feel really blessed because I dodged a bullet. I was playing with fire. <laughs> yeah, you were playing with fire. Yeah. But I think that that's exciting. Yeah, you got to stop connecting people if it's not working out for you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on team just don't connect people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily avoidable. It is. Yeah, we're on team just keep her friends. You guys, thank just you for, friends. for the support. Anytime. Literally anytime. Cost me nothing to say that. <laughs> Caleb, I wanted to ask you a question. When was the first time you met a Jewish person? There's no wrong answer. I'm genuinely just curious. I think college. Where did you go to school? Missouri State University. Okay. Not to brag. And... Um, <laughs> was it received as one? <laughs> Missouri State University. Everyone stop clapping. I met Jewish people in college. I Definitely there were no synagogues where I grew up. Yeah. And if there were Jewish people, I didn't know that they were. <laughs> Shelby, when's the first time you met a Jewish person? <laughs> been been around him my whole life. And thank God. Yeah. Say your favorite Jewish person you've ever met since you've known them forever. Pick your favorite Jewish person. And then your least favorite. My mom's probably going to listen to this, so I'll go with my mom. Okay. That's a good safe. answer. <laughs> yeah. She's going to hear it. <laughs> safe, but boring. My siblings aren't going to. Well, they might. But Alana will listen to this. Fuck. <laughs> my sister's my favorite Jew. My mom will be happy that I said that. My sister will be happy to hear it. My sister is my favorite Jew. And who's your least favorite Jew? My least favorite Jew is Jesus because he stopped being Jewish. Oh, that's a fucking awesome that's answer. That's a really good answer. Thank you. That was quick, too. I was like thinking like, oh, maybe she'll say Jared Kushner. I oh, don't know. that's a good one, too. Um, I was going to say Sheldon He's Adelson. up there. So it's like the Epstein mm -hmm. situation. Like there's a lot. Weinstein. There's some big Jew names out there. Oh, that the But Jesus. Oh, you're a Steen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Okay. I'll go by Wolf. So, Ohio, what was your upbringing like? You had a lot of Jews, a little Jews. You went to camp. Yeah. So, I'm from, like, the east side of Cleveland, where I went to, like, elementary school was, like, pretty heavily Jewish. But then I switched schools in middle school through high school. And then I was one of, like, three Jews in the whole grade. So, like, mm -hmm. I went from being very much around them to, like, very much not. But I went to Jewish summer camp my whole life. So, I always had that going for me. And I did, I mean like... Hebrew school, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then, like... Ooh, you did Sunday the double school, whammy. Sundays. Yeah, I had to learn, I think, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays I was learning, like, proper Hebrew, and then Sundays I was learning, like, religion. Did you retain any Hebrew? I can read it and write it. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's all I've got for you. And if someone writes in, like, cursive or, like, doesn't use vowels, I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah, that is confusing. But if, but if someone did that in English, I couldn't read it. I'm always like, what do you... Can you read without vowels? I, I, I know they would that. like try to teach Hebrew like that. They'd be like, "Don't you understand this in English without the vowels?" I'm like, "Bitch, absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> An amalgam of consonants? Fuck no! Like, I no, hate... that's literally why we have vowels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vowels are the whole word. I I would do better with just vowels. Really? Wait, I thought vowels in Hebrew are like punctuation. Am I wrong? It's like yeah, like if you're looking at the letters, get them just yeah. There's like a T under like. <laughs> If there's like a T under, that's a vowel. Okay. So like the letters are all consonants. And then there's like symbols below or above those letters that are vowels. So confusing. Did you have a bat? You had a bat mitzvah, right? Yeah. Okay, good. My bat mitzvah theme was Mardi Gras. Catholic <laughs> holiday yes. Mardi Gras. <laughs> I knew this. <laughs> Did so, you like throw beads and like eat? What is it called? Queen cake? King cake? Some kind of cake. Yeah. That shit is good. Yeah. With, like, the baby or whatever. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah, super yeah. Um, Catholic. <laughs> Didn't you give out sweatpants to everybody? Yeah, and there's French on it because of um, Mardi Gras. <laughs> because of Louisiana. And the, the French, French Quarter. The Louisiana and, Purchase yeah. and the French influence. Yeah, and so, we all know about right, all of exactly. that. But, that's yeah, actually so, the most unique theme we've heard on the podcast. Yeah, that's we the always best ask theme that. And nine out of ten times, it's nightclub. But here <laughs> no, we are. Mine was Mardi Gras. There was carnival games. There was... Uh, normal bar mitzvah stuff like <laughs> dancing and music. There were carnival games. There were 
I so mean, you're you know. really rich. <laughs> Caleb, if you, if you were to have a bar mitzvah, what would your theme be? If I were to have a bar mitzvah, my theme would be cowboys and Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> the PC way to do a cowboys and Indians party is to say cowboys and Native Americans, which I would. And But instead of any sort of violence or demonizing, everybody would be friends and everybody would get to pick what they are. <laughs> And nobody would get to wear cultural garb. You would just I was say, going to ask, yeah. I'm a Native okay. American. And then you can wear cowboy stuff all you want. So I think a lot of people would pick cowboys. So my bar mitzvah <laughs> theme would be cowboys. Straight boys would be Native Americans. They'd be like, I don't want to dress up. Oh, that's so true. Well, yeah. they'd have to because I just changed the theme to cowboys. <laughs> and we would have a mechanical bull. Yes. And there would be... Everyone would have on their table a little fire that you have to cook like a can of beans over with a pot. Everyone would have their own fire? Yeah, it's my bar mitzvah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like a boys only only party, I assume. Yeah, why are, who's gonna, my parents are gonna be cheap about it? Everyone gets a fire (laughs) and a can of beans. How big is each fire? How many people are at each table? (laughs) Oh, it's a table fire. I thought each individual person had their own fire. Well, no, I'm not a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Tables share the fire. If you were a Kennedy, you would be well. having a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Because they're so true. I couldn't off the top of my head think of a famous rich Jewish family, even though there are some. And even if I could, I don't think I would. They're all the predators. That. That's why you're like the <laughs> ones before mentioned. Weinstein. I, <laughs> I would go to that bar mitzvah. I mean, Sam, I would obviously go. If I were invited to any party, I would go. <laughs> but Caleb, you had some... Uh, religious schooling of yourself growing up, I believe. Am I? <laughs> Are my instincts correct? I inserted myself. So this is psychotic. I followed Christ. Followed Christ. Christ. My mom is religious. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she always had a Bible around. But she, it was kind of a thing where my mom was working several jobs, putting herself through school, also as a single mother. So on Sunday, she was like, we're not going to church. But I started, all my friends were going to church in like, you know, sixth grade. So I started inserting myself, going to their churches, getting involved in youth groups, mostly non-denominational, non-denominational, and Baptist a little bit. I heard that's the best one. Yeah, you love a church that's non-denominational. And I started going to church that way. That's my little story. And when did you stop That's going very to church? Sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. Or did you? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fully kidding. Could you imagine how sick? Um, <laughs> are you, you're not Zoom churching right now? Or churches are <laughs> open. Church. Churches are open. I kind of go to church. I follow Justin Bieber on Instagram. <laughs> no, take it away. So in a way, <laughs> take I'm it a, away and stop doing that. I'm a new. I thought Christian. you unfollowed him. It was too no, much for me. Oh, you didn't. You can't. It. No, he's like really into him. I saw him at Hillsong. I went once. The I whole don't thing, think, but he's not hot. Tacy, Tacy, yeah, thank you, Tacy. He's not hot. Jess, he doesn't do it for me. Thank you. He is any guy in a in a middle of nowhere gas station. Covered in exactly. a lot of guys in gas stations. Look, <laughs> here's the deal. I stopped going to church. I'm looking at you like you might know. <laughs> You didn't, we hadn't met for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I stopped going to church in like middle of high school ish. It was a slow fade for me. I was like, oh, I'm just not going as much because we moved to a new town and I really liked my old church. And then I, you know, started watching like uh, George Carlin specials, <laughs> which unfortunately really did it for me. And then I got to an antagonistic period of uh, atheism where I was like, you know, intentionally trying to piss off every religious person I knew and get under their skin. Mm. Um, and then I grew out of that. And I think, uh, like, first year or two of college, I was like, oh, I'm just not interested in fighting with these people. It They obviously need it, you know? <laughs> I know on Sunday they have the service. What happens at church Monday through Saturday? So, okay. Like, in the <laughs> building? Or, like, when people are showing up for services? Are there services Just, midweek? Yeah. Yeah. JC's looking at so, me like you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> Sunday in in the churches I went to is like everyone comes. Okay. This is service. Everyone comes to Sunday service. 
And then Wednesday is typically like youth group and young adult nights. So the kids come after school and do like a youth night where like, you know, the cool young youth pastor will show like a clip from the office and then mm. do scripture about not giving I don't think the pressure. office would approve of that. I don't think so either. <laughs> but that's what happened at mine. They gave out iPads and shit. I mean, it was completely culty. Oh, I would go to that. Yeah, people would bring friends. I mean, we had, we were growing that way because they started doing giveaways and they'd be like, bring three friends and you can enter into the prize lottery. Oh, like oh. give out iPads to take home, not to like watch your clips, yes. like to like yeah. keep. Oh, that's bribery for sure. And, but that's, and then they okay. buy, they buy those with the donations from the services. How do oh, they buy yeah. those? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And, and you know, DACA. <laughs> exactly. like real charity, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it depends charity. on the temple actually. Okay, nice. I don't know. I I've heard stories. Charity, charity. But what do I know? I haven't talked to my rabbi in a pretty long time. <laughs> when was the last time you spoke to your rabbi? <laughs> my rabbi? Yes. Uh, mm, it depends which one. Oh my God, she has multiple rabbis. Oh my God, slut. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't hear this and know that I'm kind of like fucking around with other rabbis. Um, the last rabbi I talked to is probably Gotti is his name. Isn't that crazy? And, um, probably like five years ago. Wow. Oh, that's recent. Okay. That's like way more recent than my mom's a really big fan of his. I'm not even Jewish. And I've talked to my rabbi more recently <laughs> than that. Who's your rabbi? Rabbi Shoshana Conover in, in Chicago. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> Wait, is that a real person? Yes, we, uh, she's not, she's not my rabbi, but I did, um, in Chicago, take an intro to Judaism class at a temple. And she was one of the rabbis that taught that. If it doesn't oh. have to be your rabbi, the last time I talked to a rabbi was yesterday. We, are they a friend or were you talking about business? Were you talking about the business of Judaism or were you talking about their <laughs> it's kids? It's a friend. Well, if it's a friend, that doesn't count. That's not, that's like, you know, that's what Shoshana was to you. <laughs> No, she was not a friend to me. We were in business together because she wanted me to take the bigger class and convert. You're spiking the audio. You're yelling and spiking the audio. <laughs> Listen. If, if they provide you, you with any spiritual guidance whatsoever and they happen they? to be a rabbi, they can be your rabbi. Did they? All provide friendship you? provides me spiritual guidance. You're sick in the fucking head and you're trying <laughs> to twist the rules. If I said to you right now, when was the last time you saw a doctor? And then you were like, yesterday, my friend has a PhD in history. <laughs> you would know that you were being dishonest. But I think those are two very different situations. Do you guys have friends who are doctors? Because I don't. <laughs> are they single? <laughs> I have a friend that's a dentist. Does that count? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's a doctor. And I have a friend that's an ophthalmologist. But she's Holy in shit. Still, so I, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist, but then it was just like too much. Yeah, yeah. I think she's like still in school for a really long time. And like, yeah, that's I think it's like wearing on her almost. So I think you made a good choice. Bringing it back to the intro to Judaism class, what prompted you to do that? And what was that experience like? Well, I'm an extremely enlightened and tolerant person. Mm. And I see, I could tell that. That's where it all starts. No, I, no, I'm not. I'm not enlightened. I'm not tolerant. <laughs> um, You're probably I'm, the least tolerant person I've ever met, actually. True. <laughs> before, before lights on this pod, he said, he said, I don't want to talk to you for two weeks after this because I asked him to stop singing. <laughs> so. I said, we're going to do this pod because we agreed to it. And then I don't want to talk to you for a couple days. Because I was, I was singing a really pretty song. No. And Shelby I, came I from hate my that throat. I have to ask what song you were singing because I have like a disability where like if we talk about music, I have to It's a know. song he made up. Oh, I don't want to hear It's a song I made up. Oh, okay. Has it, have you released That's it fine. yet, or can we hear a little sample? Or I like to keep my stuff really private. Okay, I respect that. It's the charts. <laughs> um, or oh, why why did I take a Judaism class in college? I had some really great religion professors because really, uh, like good religion professors go to the Bible Belt, which is where I went to college mm -hmm. uh, to teach because they do research down there. So I had some really dope professors, and I got into Judaism and kind of started to learn about religions that weren't as strict and scary as Christianity and started to think like, oh, religion overall isn't so fucked up and psychotic across the board. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Chicago, I was taking a ton of comedy classes and I started to feel um, like it was just too much and like I was becoming kind of a one-dimensional person and so I started taking classes that were not comedy. I took like a drawing class for two days. <laughs> I was horrible at it. 
So <laughs> that intro to Judaism class for a couple weeks. Well, I did the whole thing, but it was only a couple weeks long. <laughs> I just did it because there was a temple close to my house and they had a class and I was like, I want to know what's up. I really respect that. And like I said, I'm a really admirable kind of stand-up citizen. <laughs> Most people can't say that. It's true. <laughs> I can't. So. Shelby, would you ever take an intro to Christianity class? Ugh, yeah, but I feel like I missed the window because yeah. I like I've already fucked up enough in a church to like <laughs> I like I went to a okay sad I went to a friend's funeral and it was Catholic and they were giving the, the crackers yeah <clears throat> uh, oh, not what you the call Christ them. checks yeah. the Christ <laughs> yeah. checks right yeah the body of Christ and they line you all up you go oh, I didn't know what to do so I took it and then I got absolutely scolded by who, who by who Christian. like the pastor or the no some someone's mom. Oh, see, you know oh, what? God. And they were like, you shouldn't have taken that. You shouldn't have eaten that. You're not. Ca-. And I was like, OK, well, I, like, listen, now the body of Christ is within me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I guess you're supposed to, like, cross your arms and be like, I don't take. Um, but I, how would you know that unless you studied it? So exactly. I, feel like if I was going to take it. I would have studied it before um, having been scolded in a church. Otherwise, I mean, everything's based around Christianity. I feel like I get it. It's never too late for self growth and just dis- and but i don't i feel like that's regression not progression to learn about another faith you to think? learn about christianity i think yeah i think we've progressed <laughs> yikes okay let's move on this, this is not going well <laughs> this is becoming bullying we have yeah, brought caleb on this podcast to bully him <laughs> um um do you guys ever celebrate each other's holidays together like do you do christmas or hanukkah or yom kippur or anything like that together this year there's been a lot of togetherness well, neither of, so neither of us really celebrate that's not true I, I celebrate the high holidays in a big way where and when i fast for yom kippur i do i don't eat bread for passover you didn't tell me you were doing any of this <laughs> well i do it if shelby had invited me to be involved i told him I on the first night of hanukkah it's the first night of hanukkah maybe we'll like candles later and then he went back to his room <laughs> What am I supposed to do? Go get the candles? I'll run, charge. Look, I would celebrate if Shelby told me. I didn't realize she was doing quiet little... He was planning a Christmas outside of the home. <laughs> Did you guys do yeah, Christmas together I in would. LA, though? No. He was planning on leaving me alone in the house for Christmas. I was going to go see some other friends. Mm. And then I didn't because COVID was so scary. You know? That was the right thing to do. Now, Shelby, let me ask you this. Do you fast on Yom and don't do the bread on Passover because you feel morally obligated because of your parents or because of like your own beliefs or because it's like a nice fun challenge to see if you could do it? I think a lot of it is because I know it like makes my dad really happy to know that I'm like acknowledging. Mm-hmm. I also like some of it is just like ingrained in me. Like I try not to spell out God often because you're like not supposed to. Like, in the Torah. Yeah. Or just GD. I'll do a lot. But okay. like. In the Torah, they never spell out God. It's all like just an amalgamation of like random letters. And you're just like, oh, that means God because you're mm-hmm. not supposed to write it because then it can be destroyed. And for whatever reason, I like honor that. But I don't care. Like the there's no like repercussion to that that I'm worried about. I'm just kind of like, sure, I should do that. I know like when I fast or like keep Passover, my dad's really happy. Also, like I think Passover is kind of a cool story. So I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. And Yom Kippur is like, I don't know. None of it is like terribly religious. I think a lot of it is just like a weird pressure from my family. And then also like, I don't care about it religiously so much like that. I'm like, oh, God would be mad if I didn't so much as I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cool idea. Like, that's a lot of what Judaism is to me is like, oh, conceptually, this is kind of awesome. Like Yom Kippur being a fast to like reset is like cool. No, I mean, Yom Kippur for me, I feel like I do it because I it makes my parents happy as well completely but I also just think it's like a fun thing to take part in breakfast and it means so much less if you've been eating all day and then you can't like shovel it all in as you might want to so yeah did either of you go to Jewish camp not me I I did okay did you do Tisha B'Av at camp what's that what is that Tisha B'Av is the ninth day of the month of Av and so Yom Kippur is like the white fast of purity and it's supposed to like be like (laughs) okay wait I'm a rabbi. <laughs> the last time y'all talked to a rabbi, right now. Um, <laughs> Shelby's schooling us all. Um, Yom Kippur is known as like the white fast of purity. And it's to like, it's basically New Year's resolutions. Like you're fully resetting yourself for a new year. And then Tisha B'Av is the black fast of sadness. And it's supposed to like 
you're supposed to like think about all of the bad shit from the past and fast. And um, w- that's over the summer. So I d- used to do it at camp. And the fun thing about that was that if you were fasting, you got to go to a special midnight meal. It wasn't midnight, but it was like a nighttime meal, like past dinner meal. Mm-hmm. And all the admin would cook omelets together for you. And there was like, it was like an omelet bar and it was like a party. And everyone was like, yeah, I'll fast. I get to have a good ass night. So I agree. Break the fast. I feel like omelet. if I was fasting all day, I'd need more than like an omelet. Omelets no, are filling. pastry bar. Okay, okay pastries. No, I'm on board. But then the best part was like the admin kind of was like, <laughs> they're not that nice. And so when they had. Oh, I thought you were going to say hi. Like, exciting. No, they were um, mean. Mm. And so <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> When they had to kind of cook you an omelet, you know, there's like a weird, there was a weird power dynamic pride in being like, okay, I'm going to get an omelet from this guy. <laughs> I have never heard of that holiday, but I like the sound of it. I yeah, like- we would watch like paper clips or like, I don't know if you've seen that or like Boy in the Striped Pajamas and like, just <gasps> oh my God, that. paper clips. I saw paper clips in theaters. Like, no, who, sad. Uh, who don't took me to take that? I don't know why that happened. It was like at an art house theater somewhere in Westchester. And I think I went with my grandparents. But I don't yeah. remember. I, that's all I remember. Did you go to Schechter, Westchester? No, I went to a public school. Okay. Ardsley High School. Mm. Okay. You don't know it. <laughs> Caleb, I, I'm wondering, you went on mission trips, right? Was that at all like camp? Like I'm picturing it to be fun. Was that fun at all? Yes. There were fun components. But the problem is you didn't stay for as for very long you stay for like a week or so or you know some people did longer mission trips like nicaragua and shit but i never did that thank god because those pictures would haunt me <laughs> the way they went the way that white kids from where i'm from went and took pictures with children of color in other countries is so disgusting mm-hmm. and i'm so thrilled that i couldn't afford to be a part of it a blessing but they you know a big part of christian retention is fear so going on these mission trips, you would have service every night. And of course, there were fun services. But the undertone of all of it is like, you're going to burn in hell if you don't do this right. So it was just like, and also a lot of it was not so much in the messages, but people would talk like other kids and things would talk about like, you know, be gay, being gay, being a sin and how gay people go to hell. So it was a very stressful experience. And a lot of times when other people were having fun, I was like, you know, preoccupied because <laughs> I was like thinking about something that had been said or, mm-hmm. you know, still sad from something that happened like two days ago because I was like distracted. It's just like mentally exhausting um, to be so wrapped up in shame and fear. Mm-hmm. But there were f- even am- amidst that fun parts. And I'm imagining that people who weren't in the closet and weren't as attentive and scared and like good student energy as I have <laughs> just as a person they were probably having more fun than I was. <laughs> Do you feel super connected the to iPad. the Book of Mormon or is that an offensive question? I've never seen Book of Mormon. I oh. I don't like theater very much. Oh my God, Caleb, I, I love you. Not, Caleb. I'm, I try not to go to musicals. I'm literally in love with you. You are the first person <laughs> on this podcast to admit to that. I feel like I have an ally. JC's obsessed with musicals and theater and I don't feel the same way. I did see Book of Mormon though, and I, I thought it was fun. And you loved it, so shut up. You love Book of Mormon. You texted me after, and you were like, I totally get it. So, you know what? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it gets me in trouble. Like, in at work and stuff, people will be like, mm-hmm. oh, and then we'll do this. This will be an homage to to Shakespeare's Gerblomf. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you guys talking about? I haven't read Shakespeare. I'm 25. Okay, I, don't get it twisted. I don't love, like, Shakespeare by any means. I just love musicals. There are cooler versions, yes. But I saw Miz on Broadway and I wanted my money back. boring, sad mm-hmm. play. It sucked. But people loved it. They yeah, but like, people, people liked the movie too. And did you see the movie? Also boring, sad. You have to watch the fun ones. I've seen Legally Blonde. I've seen Hairspray. It's boring. They're not as boring, technical boring as Les Mis. But every time they break into song, I'm like, shut up and move it along. <laughs> I find I love music. I find the songs to be a distraction and a detour and very annoying. And that's not even fair for me to say, Jess, because I'll watch a slow movie. I love a slow movie. Mm-hmm. It's just something about stage where I'm like, I don't know, the writing of a play makes me want to not be involved. Yeah. So as a performer, would you never consider being in a play? 
I would absolutely do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb would do anything if the money was right. <laughs> the money's right, baby. And also, I just, I would love to like challenge myself. And I think it would be a big challenge. I've never done theater. I didn't do theater in high school. I didn't study it in college. So I would, I think that would be a huge challenge for me. If anyone is booking for Broadway. <laughs> okay, so I we're going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, when did the performing start for both of you? You started with theater. Yeah, I did start in theater. I did theater as a kid, but I didn't, but I feel like it is a totally different journey because I didn't do it. Well, I did theater as a kid and um, my parents were like, Theater's actually your brother's thing. But <laughs> we're always like, Merrick will be a performer for life and you will find another hobby. And then I stopped doing theater so that I could play sports, which was really cool of me. I actually minored in it for like a week in college and then uh, didn't like any of the people. So I stopped doing That's that. That's a surprise. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, they were, it was really bad. Um, and I had a really bad time in the classes. I had to drop them all. It was like a really bad time. It was just doing art, like, um, studio art for a really long time and then moved to Chicago to do writing comedy and then realized pretty quickly that that actually doesn't exist in Chicago. <laughs> you have to like do it. So then I started performing again. But I have really bad stage fright so it was kind of a weird little game for me. Where'd you go to school, oh, Shelby? I went to University of Vermont. Oh my god, Ooh, I applied go there. Didn't go, but I did apply. Thank you for <laughs> applying. We appreciate just the interest. <laughs> And the application fee. <laughs> that was really big. Yeah, that was that $25 common app fee was <laughs> yeah, breaking I'm the sure bag. that helped with like meals and stuff or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's where that money <laughs> Thank goes. You. Just the meals. I don't, I don't know how it all works. I never asked, but. <laughs> Caleb, when did you, how did you get your start? You know, there were some theatrical parts of like things I did in high, in high school. I was a big student government person and was like always that. running for office. And when I say that, people are like, oh, you like were president of your high school or whatever, which. Look, no, I, w- I was like running for state and national treasurer. offices. I was the treasurer. <laughs> put some respect on my fucking name. No, I was running for offices at like state and national level. And so it was like a very, a lot of times when I say student government, people what are like. What does that? Yeah, um, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's so complicated. So basically there are, or- there's, there are organizations like FFA, FBLA, FCCLA that are like career and technical organizations. And schools have chapters right? Like Future Farmers of America, Future Business Leaders of America. And Whoa, I've honestly never heard about any of this. I don't know if it's because I'm like in a New York bubble and maybe we just like didn't have that, but this is crazy. Yeah, I'm like FCC, that was a gym in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Fitness Chicago Club, baby. (laughs) So every, a lot of schools had chapters. It's huge in the Midwest and South. Then you would have regions, which were like 30 schools, and then you'd have state and national organizations. So the national organization would be anywhere from like a hundred thousand students to like a million. Like some of them were bigger, some of them were smaller and you'd go to conferences and campaign. And then part of your job, if you got elected to office was to go and like talk to people in Congress about what schools need and what students are thinking and basically being like the voice of all students in like extracurriculars and being like, we need funding for this. We need this bill to not be passed because of X. So you'd like lobby Congress and shit. And it was obnoxious. <laughs> but I was doing that stuff. You were and, performing <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, there was there was a speech component to it and you had to network. Like you had to like go and like win votes from state uh caucuses and shit. There weren't caucuses. Well, I don't remember what they were called. That's you a had fun to, like, word. Win though. people's votes. Yeah, yeah we'll keep it caucus, actually. <laughs> we'll keep it caucus. They were caucuses. They were caucuses. Keeping it caucus. And then I was doing all that because I wanted to be a lawyer and I went to undergrad and was planning on going to law school and then like two years into undergrad I was like I don't want to go to law school that fucking sucks (laughs) it's boring I don't want to do this so I started doing improv when I was like a sophomore in college naturally the best and greatest performing art there is absolutely yeah not embarrassing at all a perfect art form actually yes I wanted to ask both of you Jason I wanted to ask both of you what do you think is the most Jewish thing about you? And you don't have to be Jewish to answer this question. You go first while I think of something that won't come off problematic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Be problematic. We what love it. What is the most Jewish thing about me? I don't know. I think Jewish summer camp is the most Jewish thing about me. I talk about it all the fucking time. 
And it's so, so true. Yeah. Like specifically. And it's like where all of my like religious identity is like rooted in. So I'm going to go with I went to Jewish summer camp and then was a counselor there and spent all my time there as a young adult and and dream about it almost every night. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I dream about going back and like running it constantly. Can't stop. I wish I could. The most Jewish thing about me is how badly I want to marry a Jewish guy. <laughs> that would have to be it. And it might not, I'm not saying all Jewish people feel this way, but I think a lot of Jewish moms are interested in their kids marrying Jewish. And I would like to marry a, a Jewish man. That is correct. Guy. How, that can guy. happen. Have you ever dated a Jew? There's one guy that I'm like, I think he was. We didn't talk Yikes. about it much. Yikes, why do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> is it the way he looks, Caleb? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Cancel me. No, it's not. No, I just remember him talking about No, it's about not. His... He was just like really rich. No, he was just extremely rich and also in control of the media. <laughs> he had a very kind energy. And to you, that screamed Jewish? It does. Every Jewish person I've... You, I've told you this. Every Jewish person I've ever met is kind and cool. He had a kind energy and I'm just trying to remember. I know we talked about it. But I can't remember because him and another guy I dated around that time. Whisper were... his name to me. <laughs> Whisper his name into the mic. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll pick up. I'm afraid it'll pick up, but I'll tell you about it after. Okay, I just want to know if it's like a Jewish name. No, his his. It's probably like no. Joshua Levinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, or like Avi. Greenblatt. Does that feel like Avi? <laughs> when you guys are dating people, do you bring up religion or no? Is that not really a subject? Because I think that that's something that I project a lot on this podcast. And I'm way more curious about religion than other people are. And I'm asking about it only. Well, I look date. really Jewish. It doesn't have to be brought up. <laughs> it goes without saying. Yeah. If if the bad thing happened again, I'd be one of the first to go. I, if the bad <laughs> thing circles back around, Shelby. Please don't. Shelby don't actually gave me the nicest compliment I've ever gotten. I asked her if I should get a nose job because I don't know what nose. I don't know why people get them. I can't identify when they have or why they did it. So then the answer is clearly no. Well, and Shelby said, you have the kind of nose some people would get a nose job to have. Oh, that's sweet really. and true. Can you come close? Can I? That is a good nose. To answer your question, Jess, mm -hmm. I don't usually get that far um, <laughs> with dating somebody. Feels like, it feels like a fourth date subject and, and we're not hitting that mark, babe. So. Maxing out at like two. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's healthy not but to I bring it up. If you don't have to. I don't think I'll ever breach the topic. There's also a lot of, I will say, there's a lot of um, filtering that happens before that conversation would even need to come up. Like, by nature of being queer, by nature of being progressive and living in a big city, there are a lot of things that just get kind of pushed to the side. And like overt religion, like in a serious and, and intense way to where I would care is like kind of filtered out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's later talk. Yeah. Cause it's usually like a shaded thing for people where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm spiritual, but I don't know about, that. I think maybe this or this. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, well then I don't care. Cause we can right. both do our own thing. <laughs> well, everyone in LA is spiritual, yeah. not religious. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know anyone in LA. We moved here in a pandemic. Haven't met anyone, <laughs> but I do think that to be true. You everyone are 100% correct. I was actually going to say that because I couldn't be less of a spiritual person. Like, I'm culturally Jewish, but I do not believe in God. I I am, like, the least spiritual mm -hmm. human being. But, yeah, my religion is, like, deadline. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> JC. The trades. JC's praying to JC's the trades. JC's scripture is deadline. <laughs> Praise to a candle with variety was all go on the side. But, guys, I want to hear about your podcast. Obviously, Jessica and I have listened, and we love it. Basically, in 1977, NASA sent two solid gold. They're not solid gold. I got to stop saying that. Gold records into space. And on them was, like, a bunch of, like, images and, like, writings and messages and songs, songs and, like, greetings in different languages that was put together with the idea that if aliens found it, they would understand life on Earth. Assuming that they had record players? Well, no, it can play on its own thing. And there's like a little symbol thing that's supposed to show them how to play it. I have questions on how well that would work. Mm. But that's the intention is that like they can look at the thing and figure it out. They were like, we use more numbers than letters because they'll understand that. And I was like, what? They were like, numbers are universal. I'm like, no, numbers are earthly. Like <laughs> They're, they're earthversal. They're not universal. 
Uh, that's always bothered me. Sorry, NASA. I've got questions. If you're Sorry, listening. Carl Sagan. <laughs> but they... <laughs> Carl Sagan's a big listener. And the idea of the podcast is that we look at things that are on the original records and then we interview a guest each episode about what they would put on their own golden record. That's such a good niche concept. And I feel like when it comes to podcasting, like everything has been done. And I truly have not heard a podcast even remotely similar to that. So I think that's very impressive. And you both have really good podcasting voices. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What? That's an honest compliment. I'm yeah. not just saying that. Thank you. That's actually the first thing Jess said to me when we were prepping and listening to your podcast. She was like, they both have really great podcast voices mm-hmm. and I'm jealous. And I was like, we'll work on ours. I don't know what to tell I you. love your guys' voices. But I'll be honest, I don't know what makes a good podcast oh Thanks for yeah, being here, guys. Thank you for having us. <gasps> thank you for having us. Okay, we have a new segment. It's called Buy For Real. <laughs> this is our last question related to literally nothing. Do you guys think John Ossoff is hot? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, and it's a problem. <laughs> and he'll be our first hot senator. <laughs> and I've never felt so represented by somebody in my life. Not as a hot person, but as an American who wants to see people in power that they would sleep with. I love yeah, that. so important. John Ossoff is hot. Hot. I sometimes <laughs> think in my head and I say, is he hot or is he just um, on my TV and young uh-huh. and like prog- like progressive in a non Like, is it the idea of him or is it him? And I go back and forth, but I have decided that it doesn't matter. I would I would like to be with him. I think it's a solid mixture of the both. way I know that it's not just what he represents and that it's actually his hotness. It's both, of course, because when somebody <laughs> is both objectively hot and then also hot in the ways that you need them to be politically, you know, religiously. That's a different, that's a different level of hotness. But if he was a Republican, there are some Republicans I would sleep with. I know this is unpopular. If he was a Republican, he could get it. That's the facts. I would still sleep with them. So I know he's hot. And that's that on that. And that's that on that. That's that on that. We, we have gone on the record on that your on podcast that on that. to say we would both sleep with John Austin. Thanks for joining us, Caleb and Shelby. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Caleb Says Things and Shelby Wolstein. And be sure to check out their new podcast, Keeping Records, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. Don't forget to rate and review us. And if you want to support our show financially, please go to anchor.fm slash pray for us slash support or just Google pray for us podcast. And every dollar makes a difference. We really appreciate it. Follow us on Insta at PrayForUsPod. And if you click it, send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com. Shabbat shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. We love you, Josh.